I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Oops! The Podcast. I'm Julio, hanging out with Francis. What's hey, up? Hey. What's up, dude? Oh, yeah. Um, hey. We, uh... We appreciate all you guys who listen. Welcome to the new listeners. Uh, good to have you. And we appreciate all of our OGs. Mm-hmm. We are out here, dude. So, dude, we were talking on the phone recently, as we do, and I noticed something. You pronounced something uh, in a way that surprised me. What's so that? I would like to hear you say uh, the name of a city, H-O-B-O-K-E-N. Okay. Ho- Hoboken. Okay, well, now you said it differently than you had said it. So did I say Hoboken? I sh- you said Hoboken. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck was that? It's funny because when, when once you said this, I tried to revert to the way that I had said it. Uh. <laughs> I thought, okay, I you need to recreate it the way I did it, and I got it wrong. I, saw, I was like, whoa, is that? Now, I don't know if it's right or wrong. I have no idea. Hoboken. I, yeah, I had, I had thought that Ho was the emphasis, but Bo... Could also be Hoboken. Interesting. I think it's Hoboken. Yeah. Um. Or dude, let me ask you this: Is the name William a two or three syllable name? William. Three three syllables. But what about William? <laughs> well, you just said it in a British accent. Why no, does no. that change? William. I, I'm not even saying it in a British accent. Will William. That's a British accent. William. No, you, you, you're not changing. You're British. William. William. Yeah, it's three syllables. You're just William. saying that you're blending the last two syllables and making them fast. I feel like either way it's weird. Saying William, William is weird. William. <laughs> well, I think part of it is you don't often hear people, you know, say the full name. William is a name that is 100% <laughs> of the time truncated. Will or Bill? Will, Bill, Willie. Billy, Willie. so many iterations of it. Nobody gets called William. William. Even Williams who are in trouble with their mother hardly ever <laughs> get called William. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? William, dude. It's a yeah. good name. William's a yeah. good name. It is a good name. It's Classic. a solid name. I always think of William Tell. Who's that? Well, William Tell, I don't know much about him. I can't remember exactly. We all know William Tell as the guy who shot the apple off the head of another guy with an arrow. Oh, I thought that was Lars Anderson, who we talked about a couple of weeks ago. But I got okay. So he was fa- he famously shot. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Question for you: When you when you're at a table and you're cheersing, all right, cheers. Are you supposed to touch everyone's glass? Okay. Can I let me let me let me take my first gripe with this. <laughs> Cheersing makes me cringe. So what should I be saying? Toasting. No, but isn't toasting ding, 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 ding? You can raise a glass as a toast. You don't have to have a long speech behind your toast. A toast. Toast. Let's, uh, let's, when people say let's cheers That's as wrong. a verb, I want to fucking pull my <laughs> eyeballs out of my head. So yeah, cheers is the thing that happens beca- as a result of a toast. I could, by the way, I could be wrong. 
Mm. I'm open to being wrong about this. Can you look up cheers and see if there is a verb form of cheers? No, dude, it's funny. Saying cheersing is like the equal is the equivalent of saying Walmarts. <laughs> Adding a possessive s to the end of Walmart. Walmarts. It's just your cheersing is is a is a pathetic verb in my opinion. We toast we toast each other and we say cheers as the bow on the toast. But you also, you don't have to necessarily formally introduce it, which is why I just kind of pulled the word cheersing out of my ass in my defense. I'm not regularly walking around saying that. You just kind of hold your glass up. I get it. I get it. I get it. It doesn't have to be as formal as a toast. You don't have to announce a toast. Well, because, dude, I know I notice this a lot when I go to be in an, in, a, in in that situation. Yeah, back to your whatever point, you want to call every it. Every glass. Yeah. So I notice that everybody. So like half the table will just hold their glasses up, and then maybe they'll try to make eye contact with the guy who's so far that we've kind of mutually agreed we're not both going to reach across across the table to clink. Mm-hmm. But then you see the guy next to you starts clinking, and then you're like, "Am I going to seem insincere if I don't clink everyone?" Yeah. So then you start trying to clink everyone. And then everybody puts their glasses down. And then Chris, who's sitting on this side, realized that he and I hadn't clinked. So he now puts his glass out. And now I have to put my fucking glass back oh. out. Can we agree here to what the, the etiquette is for okay. this? So, so, so I have, I have two, a couple thoughts. I have a lot. There's a lot to unpack here. <laughs> the first thought is that the first toast around the table, you should be as comprehensive with your clinking as possible. Interesting. If there are subsequent toasts, subsequent glass raises, at that point, you don't need to touch every glass again. Okay, well, question. Those, those second, okay. That second round can just be the okay. cursory, the, the, like, the raise lift. the glass. The lift. Cheers. So, but is there, like, an amount of people, sort of like when you're at a restaurant and there's more than six people, they include gratuity. Is there a certain amount of people that then makes... Like, even if you can reach them, is there an amount of people where if you can reach, you shouldn't clink? Or if you can reach, you should therefore clink? So, my my theory is that it's anyone who's within arm's reach without having to leave your chair. Okay. Let's not stretch, right? Okay. okay. Having said that, the reason that I do make an effort sometimes to touch every stone to leave no stone unturned and, and, and clink every glass is not because I fear that I will offend anyone left out, but rather because I feel uncomfortable with it's an OCD thing. Okay. So you're like, I, I've hit two. I need to hit all six now. Yeah. yeah. there's okay. no, it, it makes me, I have a lump in my throat if we've got six champagne flutes coming to the center and I get four of them, and then people start pulling back, and I mm-hmm. say, "Well, hold on a second. <laughs> what what happened? I, I, I've, I've got unfinished." Business. Hey, you get back here. Yeah, I need it. There is a there is a finality, a, a sense of completion, having touched every every yeah. one of them. I need that. Yeah. No. Totally. And, and so there's a lot of things. I don't think there are really rules, and there's no like dad rule for this and by dad rule i mean like shaking hands hard like firmly i would argue that another dad rule that i actually use is eye contact during a during a cheers yeah during a cheers that's proper right that's i'm fine with that okay i'm fine with that cheersing really yeah i got you i got you thank god chris said it's not a word i i knew it 
Makes sense. I knew it in my language bones. (laughs) Um, Dude, so like, but, but the eye contact thing to me only applies to a smaller group. Like I'm not as worried about making eye contact with six people. If there's the moment where we all clink, I then feel like the eye contact isn't necessary. If it's just me and you, eye contact, two others, eye contact, even three others. Uh, yes, it's 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 hard. <laughs> the eye contact thing, you know the story behind that, right? No. So, and th- by the way, this could be a myth. I'm but- surprised when people don't do it, to be honest. If I cheers with somebody and they don't, if I have a cheers with somebody, whatever. Don't sweat it. Okay. I'm the, over it. The, uh, and they don't do eye contact. I'm like, oh, well. Yeah, so, so like there, there is a there is a sort of a an a derivation of or origin of this. It's it, it and I think it comes from the fact that in medieval times people would uh keep eye contact when they toasted each other because the idea was that if you had poisoned my goblet, my chalice, then you had to look me in the eye as you killed me. And that somehow I'd be able to detect your duplicity oh, uh, by by looking you in the eye. There was something. I think there was something about that. Um, yeah, yeah. Ryan, the Ryan and Chris are fact checking and yeah. confirm that to be true. Ryan has the actual uh, truth behind this yeah. myth here. What do you got, Ryan? So you're mostly right. The reason why you make eye contact, the origin of it, is a way of showing trust. And essentially, if you were to poison somebody, uh, you make eye contact with them so you can glance at their glass. And make sure that as they sip it, any of the poison doesn't bounce into your cup. So you're saying that uh, they would have poisoned their own cup? They poisoned their cup. So if I'm, ha- if I'm sitting with Julio and mm-hmm. I poison his drink and I go to cheers with him, I make eye contact with him and I also glance at his glass to make sure that it doesn't Wait pour into my cup. That sounds like it's benefiting the poisoner. They're being careful to know that the, the cup that they've poisoned doesn't get into doesn't splash into their own right which sounds makes it sound as if the eye contact thing is even more nefarious <laughs> right yeah does that make sense yeah 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 which is the opposite of what i thought <laughs> which i don't get like why would you make eye contact why wouldn't you just look at their glass the whole time if you don't want well, the poison in so your glass maybe to maybe throw them off your scent your trail maybe no hold on i think this is my guess the eye contact is to say if you are killing me You've got to look me in the eyes as you do it, right? If you've poisoned my glass, I you got to look at me and man up. And if you sort of dart your eyes or avert your eyes, I'll sniff you out as a bad guy. Uh, but uh, to your point, Ryan, it sounds like then you would look at the cup to make sure it didn't splash if you were the poisoner. Correct. We're going to go with that. Dude, do people <laughs> even get poisoned anymore? Yeah. Really? In Russia. Yeah, that's what it's always like some kind of espionage thing. Like it's yeah. rare to just be like at dinner, there's like an easy solution to this. Drink from the same bottle and watch them pour it. I think it'd be fun to get so famous that you had to have a taster. <laughs> Someone who to vet your food before you have any. <laughs> that's like the most high risk job, dude. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, he, that guy's a taster. Um crazy. Yeah, but that's the other <laughs> part of it. It's like, you know, they're tasting sashimi at Nobu <laughs> when they're that rich. These All right. like, these, like big brawny shit. men. They're not. They're not. Uh, <laughs> they're not tasting porridge <laughs> Dude, before Justin Bieber has his breakfast. That's hilarious. Dude, I feel like a lot of these sort of traditions that have these roots. Some of them can be like pretty stupid. Like I like the eye contact thing. It kind of is just like 
a nice bonding moment, sharing a drink. Like that's a nice thing, right? The whole cheersing with water is bad luck. Like how much you want to bet the guy who like owned fucking Budweiser came up with that yeah. to make sure people bought. It alcohol. was an alcoholic who, yeah, he's who like, came up with that. You have to have a drink. So we're going to make you feel bad if you don't have one. Exactly. You're just ostracizing anyone who's trying to drive home safely. That <laughs> right. Or an alcoholic. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely what it is. <laughs> it's amazing how many um, sort of bad luck uh, inviting things have, while we, while we laugh at them, they still maintain a tiny foothold in our brains. Totally. I mean, dude, I had a ladder thing for a while that I've gotten over. Ladders. Chris knows. I would walk down the street with Chris and I wouldn't even walk under a half ladder. So if there was a half, obviously full ladder, you don't walk under, but a half ladder, I would walk into the street around it. What's a half ladder? It's like, it doesn't open like an A. It's just, it leans. Yeah. I'd still call that a full ladder though. Yeah. But like, you're, are you walking under it? If you're just on the sidewalk? No, you wouldn't do. I was walking in the street to not be under it. But I, I kind of, I kind of agree with that. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't want to walk under a ladder that was leaning up against a. But you're not because it's, it's leaning up against the scaffolding and is in the street and you're on the sidewalk. So theoretically, and that's why I've been able to get over this, but you still think that that's walking under a ladder? No, I see what you mean now. I see what you mean. Yeah. But you're right. Like, dude, the bad luck stuff, like, I, I don't believe that a, ba a black cat's bad luck. If I'm driving alone, do I want to see one run in front of my car as I'm driving? No, I don't. If you were to break a mirror, would you mark your calendar seven years later and think that's when I'll become free of this? I might be worried that I'll never forget that I did that. Mm, the tough. same way that I took a test to tell me how many people I'd sleep with when I was like 15 and it said three. And I was so fucking sad for <laughs> the next seven years until I broke that number. It took you seven years <laughs> to get past three? Yes. From 15 years old, yeah. I guess that's not that unreasonable. Yeah, like 18, then I had a girlfriend for a while. When you slept with your fourth partner, were you I was like, very celebratory? I was like, why would I have ever let this fucking stupid online quiz take hold over me? The moment that you began did you think man those quizzes are full of shit <laughs> dude no no dude, oh, oh like on number four dude yeah. i'll never forget number four because of this <laughs> this is what happened i was out at this play at this place and we decided to go home together and she goes it was student housing she, she goes okay hide in this bush i think the ra is floating around i'll come get you but just hide in the bush and i was like god damn it like, this isn't going to happen. She's no. just going to go upstairs. I want to hide in the real bush. I don't want to hide in this bush. Right. So I'm sitting there and I wait for like 25 minutes. Hide in the real bush. <laughs> I'm like, she has passed out. This is not going to happen. Uh -huh. uh, she finally comes down and I'm like, oh my God. And we run upstairs and we're messing around and she goes, do you have protection? And I say, no. And she goes, we need it. And I was like, <sighs> I was like, okay, fine. And I was like, where am I going to get it? She's like, there's a 7-Eleven down the street. And I was in such a rush to make sure she didn't like fall asleep or something. I grabbed her fleece by accident. <laughs> so I run down the stairs and I'm holding her fleece. And then I go outside and realize it's not mine, but there was no more time. So I just squeeze into her little North face. Was it freezing out? It was cold enough that I couldn't do it in a t-shirt. I'm now, I'm now look like the scarecrow. 
and I'm running to the 7-Eleven. I run there. I run in the door of the 7-Eleven. There's a line of five people. I go, can I cut you guys? And they go, yeah, sure, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I then in front of all of them go and get condoms wearing my little fleece. (laughs) My condoms. I get them. I sprint back. We do it. And number four was oh so sweet, dude. <laughs> the whole time I'm thinking, fuck that quiz. The stakes were so high. Uh, I thought that somehow I was I was cursed and that it would never happen, but I did. Okay, so what was less comfortable, the fleece or the condom? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then I have another thought, which is that, you know, I, I love the image of the four or five people in line at 7-Eleven seeing you burst in, dude, it's crazy. in a women's fleece. Dude. Because at that moment when you're like, can I cut you guys? They don't know if you're fucking a fugitive or like Jason Bourne, you know, ready to buy like grain liquor to clean a bullet wound. You're wearing some random woman's fleece. Clearly, you've escaped the transport vehicle that was bringing you to Rikers. And you're wearing whatever you could rip off a clothing line in, you know, Harlem or something. Or a victim. And then you buy condoms and they're like, oh, uh, that's what it is. Good luck, buddy. Yeah. Have fun. Dude. He's going to save some lo- woman's life with his penis. Her heart is giving out and the only elixir is his dick. Dude, what a fucking, what a, what a it's amazing. What a night tra- tale of triumph of the human spirit yeah dude <laughs> so to be honest now that i'm thinking about it it would have been pretty funny if there was a simply safe camera outside of the dormitory yeah seeing me hiding in a bush in a woman's <laughs> fleece <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> dude to our point that's actually really like you came for the safety and you stayed for the comedy yeah yeah <laughs> With the new simply safe wireless outdoor security camera that they've just launched simply safe the, U- uh, the system that u.s news and world report Names the best home security system of 2021 uh, and has just gotten even better. This brand new outdoor security camera is engineered with all the advanced tech and security features you want and need to keep your entire family safe. Dude, easy to remove rechargeable batteries so it doesn't need an outlet or any of that stuff. It's a very user-friendly, easy situation. And even if you just want to catch yourself slipping and falling as you're going to bring the garbage cans back into the mm-hmm. garage, mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good item to have. To learn more about the exciting new Simply Safe wireless outdoor security camera, simplysafe.com slash oops you will get 20 percent off your entire uh new system and your first month of monitoring service for free when you enroll in interactive monitoring simplysafe.com slash oops i gotta say i i can't wait to get myself a simply safe system once i you know buy a house someday there's no point in having one in a new york city you know many many apartment building just for your hallway except on your roof maybe yeah yeah but like for me, I just I can't wait to capture you know when I'm in the suburbs or something that incredible image of like a, a bobcat mauling a baby deer <laughs> or uh, or or Santa Santa you know proving Santa is real thanks to my simply safe uh, when he comes on Christmas and stumbles down the the roof the slanted shingled roof. <laughs> Dude, speaking of which, have you ever heard of a thing called a Fisher cat? Yeah, I have. Dude, have you ever heard the sound it makes? No, but I'd like to. Uh, there's a, it's funny, there's this YouTube clip of it that's the first thing that will come up. And there's this woman who go, the sound that you're hearing, it's like just some lady sitting in her kitchen mm-hmm. is a fisher. And it's just so stupid, the lady's commentary. Huh. But uh, I don't think that's, I'll, I'll find it. Um, but dude, it sounds like a haunted deity screaming into the abyss oh gosh the sound that you're hearing the screaming 
This is the sound of the fisher cats in the woods behind my house. It's an awful sound. And the, dude, it is the most terrifying. And when you see what these things look like, they kind of look like a weasel with like a beaver tail. They kind of like, remember as, as Mickey sort of matured, that there was that character Pete and his minions. Are you talking about Mickey Mouse? Mickey Mouse. No. There was this character Pete who was like the big weasel guy and then his minions who had kind of long snouts. They kind of look like fisher cats to me. By the way, I, I was not so close to Disney that I witnessed the maturation of Mickey. I didn't know he aged. The reason it sank in is because Mickey Mania for Sega Genesis is one of my favorite video games of I all see. time. Okay. And the final level was the Pete level because the game's actually really fun. It takes you through the trajectory of Mickey. So like, Level one is Steamboat Willie, like 1929 or whatever. Hmm. And then level two is like Mickey uh, and the Beanstalk. I think that's actually level five, but it's like that kind of progression. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so whatever. So the final level is Pete and, uh, but the Fisher Cat sound, dude, fucking insanity. Interesting. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's good shit. Um, dude, I got something for you. Please. Um, so speaking of bad luck, I've had a very bad luck week oh a little karmic reversion to the mean a little karmic reversion to the mean but you know what that means julio these are if my brightest weeks ahead with, of me if you've started with a bad week you've got some good times coming well i i did get some good news that a, a pro a certain project that i was looking to before was actually being brought back so it's, too, it's too early to announce but that's some pre preliminary good news and that was the week before so perhaps Ooh. this is a reversion to the mean okay um, All right, so what? Walk us through this okay. bad week. So anyway, the the jackhammer situation has gotten to become very bleak, <laughs> and I haven't been sleeping well. I'm doing pre production for some of my new videos, which for now we'll keep a surprise to everybody. Um, but I haven't been sleeping that well because I've been in a kind of constant mode of like thinking of stuff I need to write down. Mm -hmm. I need to get a notepad and put the phone in the kitchen. I think. Yeah. Um, however. Uh, I'm falling asleep at like three, four in the morning and being woken up promptly at 7.29 a.m. to and the jackhammering is happening parallel to me. So it's directly across the street and it's on the floor that I'm on. These guys are jackhammering in the air. They're jackhammering in the air. So it's literally directly across. <laughs> it's across the street. And I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm like, I'm going to fucking snap. And I wake up and do that. And then Hillary bought some like, window insulation and we we're trying to do it and she set it up and then I, I remember having this moment where i looked at her and i was like you think that i'm not solutions oriented don't you and she started laughing because oh, like it was probably true uh -huh. she'd probably thought about the fact that like i just want to complain but i don't want to do anything about it so i'm going to try to be better about that well <laughs> i have to say i of of us sierra is the solutions person person yeah but I cannot express enough the satisfaction that comes with solving a problem. Totally. Yourself. And and the solutions are there. And they are. Uh, we, we, you know, we had... Um, People our, have homes, right? Like, the problem can be solved. Yeah. Because we, we, we we're such... Uh, in New York, we've said this before, but we're such a... You can outsource solutions. You can pay for solutions. And down to mention, it's the, it's the nature of the way that we live here. Yeah. It's like, if you own your apartment building, you still, baked into that, is having your shit fixed for you. Yeah, you've got you a pay super, condo. you've got all these, Yeah, you know, unless you have a townhouse, which, you know, very few people have that. Right. And if, even if, you're, if you have a rental or you own, people are going to fix it for you. Exactly. And 
you know, we had this, uh, we had this, our door to our deck, the, the sort of lock came off, which meant that we couldn't open it and we couldn't use our deck, which instantly sucked. Yeah. Sucked not to be able to use it. We use it every single day. We go out there and, um, I, we, you know, we put in a, we logged a ticket with our oh, yeah. super, but he's got his hands full. There's 85 apartments. Is he Albanian? Building. No, he's, I don't know. He might be. There's a lot. Know. I feel like there's a lot. Of, there's like an Albanian super mafia. Yeah. Yeah. One guy came here and became a super and then just made sure all of his friends were supers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I actually took a look and took a photograph of the screw that had fallen out that was needed and then went to the hardware store, showed them the picture. They got me the screw. I brought it back and then I had to find the right sized Allen wrench to place it back in. I did and I opened the door and the opening of that door was, I felt instantly like I had somehow learned how to be a carpenter right that's a becoming your parents moment like in the traditional sense getting satisfaction out of home repair so satisfying problem solving um that is fun dude but okay so you know back to your issue there is a very simple solution for this what is that you have to stop going to bed at 4 a.m. I know. It's hard. Dude, it's just hard. I'm, I'm, I'm working on it, and I, I was in a good sleep cycle for so long that it's a new thing, and I'll, I'll nip it in the bud. Why? Why? What time does Hillary go to bed? We are both in bed at, like, midnight, 1230. And you just are on your phone until 4? I Like, sometimes bed? I'll be on my phone. Sometimes I'll get up and go to the living room. Sometimes I'll... Just sit there. You've gotta you've gotta fight that. You've gotta find a way to let yourself wind down. Dude, counting sheep, I gotta go back to counting sheep. Yeah, or, it really a, works. Or, or reading a book. I have an incredible book. I have a book you would really like. What is it? Uh it's called Animal. Oh, I saw you post that you were reading. Lisa that. Tadio or Tadeo. She wrote Three Women, which was a nonfiction book that everyone Everybody liked loved. that. I'm pretty sure Hillary loved that this book. This was her first novel. It is like it's just good, huh? mind blowing. I sit down for thirty page chunks, and every time, I, I, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to stop reading. Interesting. And every chunk blows me away. That's awesome. She writes about New York City from a, a female mindset, dating all of this. Her protagonist is, oh, kind of a horrible person, uh, but you you would love it. Cool. Anyone who's lived in New York, who's dated in New York, would I, especially women, I think, will love this book. So give it a shot. Good wreck. Um, dude, all right, but let, let me get back into my bad luck. It doesn't yeah. stop there. So I was uh, writing stuff on my notes, and like, I have days where I'm like, I'm going to write comedy today. And it's like, I'm going to listen to this set, because I know I said this different, and I'm going to write it down in my, into my notes. And it's going to be this sort of like cumbersome activity that I have not yet perfected but that's effective and that it while it's not fun i force myself to do it and i do it so i spent like a couple hours doing that in my notes and usually the notes just automatically sync to your to your phone and they weren't syncing and i was like that's so weird why the fuck aren't they syncing so i call apple and i'm like hey what's up and they're like oh it looks like your notes are like down for some reason they must be doing maintenance I was like, what do you mean they must be? I, how, aren't you the person doing the maintenance? <laughs> we must be doing maintenance. You, like, yeah, we. How do you not know that? Why wouldn't you email me being like, 
oh, we're taking, we're doing maintenance. If your stuff doesn't sink right away, don't worry. So my, so me, before I had like gotten to that step, I was trying to figure out why the fuck they weren't sinking. And I accidentally clicked notes in the iCloud thing, which makes it not, it makes anything that hasn't sank, sink. So all of my work was erased. Oh, no. Listening to sets, doing things I don't like doing for hours. I then had to do again. Oh my God. Because they end up syncing again, but then it left that out. So it's like one of these weird moments where like the notes cloud system isn't perfect, right? So that sucks too. Then, hour later, I'm walking around my apartment. I accidentally walk. I kick the radiator with my foot, which should just be a stub toe. I broke my fucking toe. Did you really? Yes. Whoa. I broke my middle, t my middle toe, which I've heard is the good one to break. The middle toe? Because you can just do the buddy system. You just tape them together. Yeah, they, your other two friends splint it. They say the boys on the end, the end, the aisle and the window are the, are not the ones you want to break. You don't want to break your, <laughs> the one that went all the way home? or <laughs> You don't want to break the big boy. Yeah. Uh, and you don't want to break the one on the other end either. Um, okay. So hopefully it, I'm feeling better. But dude, it's like, what the fuck? I was mm -hmm. limping around, dude. And then also it's amazing. Like once you're, you can't do a certain exercise, I like start to fool myself into believing that I needed, that I've needed that toe <laughs> for the past three months. I'm like, dude, most of the exercise you've been doing, you can do. How am I ever going to participate in my co-ed soccer league? Yeah, exactly. That I'm, yeah, My exactly. teammates are going to be disappointed. So anyway, dude, I was moping a little bit mm -hmm. for a second, and then I kind of just uh, shifted to the acceptance stage. It's amazing how being injured at this age, you just desperately want to share it with people. What do you mean? Be like... You want people to know. <laughs> I broke my fucking toe. Yeah, yeah. Injuries feel at this age somehow to me like an achievement. <laughs> You know, I, I don't know if that makes sense. It's oh it's my like, disc, um, my herniated disc. It's just a, it's just a, it's a, it's a badge of activity. Yeah. Like, look, I was, I was doing something, and I hurt myself. You know, because we don't get injured when you're younger. You get injured all the time. You know, recess. You're running around. You fall off the slide. Whatever it is, uh, kids are always banged up. You know, yeah. band aids, black eyes, stitches, all that. Sick. Yeah. from school there's always somebody hurt or ailing yeah but now we just kind of sit around our our injuries are hangovers yeah, or yeah. a sad depressive day um so to be actually physically injured to have something to show for it i you know i i feel the need like look at this look look what look what happened to me or you know yeah. if you're if you're lucky enough to actually go to the doctor and <laughs> you're right. in an air cast i did i know and you it's, get more attention you know, people are like, what happened? And you're like, well, <laughs> part of you enjoys telling that story. Dude, the, the other thing about this that's important, and I've actually gotten inspiration from somebody that I know well, which I'll talk about, but like there is this impulse to just kind of like the second you feel maybe ready to go for it, it's an impulse that should be ignored. Mm -hmm. You should allow yourself to heal if you're injured, because you will. And like the people that I used to live with, the father was a Lebanese guy. And he has this sort of like old world patient quality about him where like he'll almost let you lie to his face and he knows he knows you're lying. He'll never tell you that he knows, but he knows that you don't know if he knows and he knows how bad like it's the sort of thing that like I'm not I'm unfamiliar with. Huh. Like if I was guilty, my parents would immediately be like, he has this way of being like, I'm going to let you deal. With, I'm going to I'm like, whoa. So to that end. 
the way that he allows himself to recover from injury or sickness, I've never seen anything as effective in my entire life. And what does he do? He just, he's just not a fucking hero. He's, he will allow himself to fully recover as swift. It's a top priority for him. Mm. He will not try to risk it. He won't do anything that he's not supposed to do. He had like a torn whatever. He like, and it, it healed. And it's just incredible. And when he's sick, same thing. He's like, I was sick. I fucking did this, 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 this. And, and it's, it is amazing. So it's inspired me with the toe to not try. I love walking around, dude. Walking around. So if, I, if there's work I can do on my phone, I'll just walk around the neighborhood and do it. On your phone as yes. you're walking? Yes. If it's like. That sounds pretty dangerous, man. Fine. But walk like. Walk across the street looking at your phone. While I'm crossing the street, I don't. And I, I, let's say I have a good enough kind of peripheral vision situation that I'm not walking into people. Like I'll, I'll stop, I'll email, whatever. So, but, but I've been like, I'm not going to fucking risk it. And I'm already feeling better and I feel happy about it. Mm. There's a specialist for just about everything, right? When my car breaks down, I go to a mechanic. When there's a problem with my shower, I call a plumber. So when you want to get your uneven, crooked, disgusting teeth fixed, <laughs> you see an orthodontist. They're the specialists. And that's what sets candid the invisible, comfortable, and removable aligners above the rest. With Candid, the same orthodontist who created your plan is with you from start to finish, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. The average Candid treatment is just six months. You'll start seeing results way before then, and it costs thousands less than traditional braces. And with awesome. your aligner treatment, you'll get Candid's teeth whitening for free. Candid can help you get the straighter, brighter smile you've always wanted. Right now, you can get started from home for just $15 with a Candid starter kit. Or you can book an appointment at a Candid studio near you today. Go to CandidCO.com slash oops and use code oops. That's CandidCO.com slash oops. Code oops. Take advantage of this limited time offer for $15 starter kit. CandidCO.com slash oops. Code oops. Yeah, baby. You know what I mean? That's nice. I, man, I, I tell you, I I have grown more fearful of of accidents in my life. Uh, I was biking, you know, back back to my apartment on a city bike, and I it it was one of those street. It was an avenue that was uh, both directions of traffic, which is kind of rare. There yeah, aren't that many. There of aren't them. that many of them. And so I only looked to the right, not realizing that because the last avenue had been coming from the north. It was it was southbound traffic. So I figured, okay, now this next one is just going to be northbound traffic. I only need to look to the right, and I'll be clear. And I didn't see any cars coming to the right, so I just kept biking through, and a car was coming from the left. And he had oh, to shit. swerve, and he was going it's scary thirty ish. Scary. He needed to swerve behind me to not hit me. And this came on the heels of uh, a week before I had been biking, and I sort of was late, so I was going quickly. And a traffic cop was kind of this woman was sort of like holding me up, but you know, even, the, then the cars stopped, and it was time for me to go. So I just kept going and but I went a little early and she goes, she yelled after me, someone's going to miss you. Oh, wow. Which was like wow. the wow. most prophetic, wow. resonating wow. way in the fewest words 
that she could have said that to me. <laughs> dude, was she Joan Didion, dude? <laughs> like, what a like New Yorker. It's so good it writer. Was so, it was so kind yet curt and concise to deliver that message. Wow. And it it was it was so resonant because you know I just got engaged. Uh, yeah. You know we've got a, we're planning a wedding and my friends all of this and it was just instantly all these faces up appeared in my mind's eye standing over my tombstone and i was like all right dude wow. you gotta fucking yeah. cool it on your biking uh and yet sure enough a week later i had that thing so i don't know Crazy. man i gotta be i gotta be more careful i really do dude totally city bikes are like a dangerous thing and honestly i hope to never be so familiar with them that i let down my sort of like meerkat alertness mm -hmm. that i have because of how seldom I find myself on one. My problem is that I, I wear a bike helmet now. And what, it has given me the thought that I've all of a sudden installed some all-saving safety device on the city bike process. So I actually bike more recklessly as a result. Interesting. Well, what about this? Like, Are you less likely to bike to comedy because you now have a fucking helmet? So you have, so I don't really bike. I don't bike to comedy. I, I drive to comedy. Okay. But the, okay, so here's another problem. Ever since I became obsessed with watching the Formula One show, <laughs> my driving has become much more reckless. <laughs> How long did it take you to get into that show? One episode. I didn't really pay attention to the first episode, so I, I didn't, but I'll get hooked if I watch it. Yes. Yeah. And if I, God forbid, I get behind the wheel after watching this show you all of a sudden think <laughs> You're my Hamilton. car handles much better than i i use it <laughs> there there this is a far more you know precise machine i don't i only i only push it to like 30 percent of its capabilities let's see what it can do how much will it hug the curb the biggest thing is that these cars the, the formula one cars you watch the way that they pass each other right and they there's one they're following in a line and then all of a sudden it swerves one of the car behind swerves so fast to the right and blows it's by it, it, it's as if it just sidesteps it's 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 to the it's behind it's behind it's behind that's to the right and it goes crazy and that's how all of a sudden you start thinking okay i'm about to pass this guy i'm gonna give the wheel a quick jerk right as opposed to blinker gentle drift the left lane slow acceleration pass which is how i've done it for years well maybe that story you getting on an accident wasn't a coincidence after all i know Mr. formula one well i mean the accidents <laughs> i've been getting into have been you know my car is stopped and someone is hitting me from behind <laughs> so i don't think they're watching formula one but uh yeah That's funny, dude. i don't know man gotta um, be careful you gotta be careful dude i went to an event Ooh. Last weekend, and if, let's call it an, an let's call it an event. <laughs> Doesn't matter what kind of event for the story, but let's just say that a big group of us were sharing a house in Pennsylvania. Uh, it was similar, to actually, the description you had of Hudson. It's like in the Poconos. The town had a candy store that's been there since 1950. Love it. Uh, there's a waterfall, and I think it used to kind of be like an old world summer retreat. And while it still is, it seems like maybe it's heyday for now is behind it. Still a lovely town. This house we rented was sick. There was just like slept 16 people comfortably. Whoa. So there was like 
10 bedrooms or something and like a couple like double up situations. I have a hard time believing that there is any house that sleeps 16 Dude, people. Dude, I did too. Two full floors of bedrooms above the first floor. It was mind blowing. And like four of them were like master bedroom type yeah, bedrooms. Yeah, but you're, how many people are sharing bathrooms? A few. A few. Yeah. Yeah. I don't mean to be, you know. No, dude, totally. It's just, yeah. There are things about it that were like slightly uncomfortable. Like there was, I had to share a bathroom with a couple of people, but it wasn't anything crazy. Like there was enough bathrooms for everybody. A couple of people had their own. We kind of decided to give the couples their own rooms. Yeah. And then sort of like anybody who was together. So a friend of mine who I was rooming with, this guy, uh, Snyder, great guy. I haven't seen him in a while. It was one of those things where like, you see a lot of your old pals, whatever. So we end up deciding that even though there were two rooms available, that the bedding was actually better in the boys' room, which is the one that we ended up picking. Two mm-hmm. full beds, like modern pillowcases and comforters. It wasn't this like old fat old lady shit. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know what I mean by that? It wasn't like did the room didn't look haunted. Yeah, she didn't make the bedding herself. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. So we shared a room and dude, it was really funny. The first night, uh, I fell asleep early. And this guy, he's kind of like... It wasn't a quilt sewn together from her son's intramural basketball jerseys. (laughs) Dude, exactly. I had to get that out. I was thinking about that. But anyway, keep going. Sorry. No, no, it's fine. But dude, it was a really funny moment happened that everybody all like in the house thought was great. Like, I didn't realize this at the time, but apparently I went to bed and then Snyder, my roommate, continued to like drink more, not to the point where he was like belligerent or anything, but... He did something that he wouldn't have probably done if he wasn't, you know, couple had a couple of Cockersons in him. Yeah. And I didn't realize it at the time, but it made it make so much sense because it, it must have been three o'clock in the morning. He comes to the room, turns the lights on, and just goes, Big G. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so like he was so happy. I was like, it, it was in no way upset, but I was like, oh, that's funny. I'm so glad because if someone had done that to me, I would have shot them dead. I would have shot them dead. It was totally fine. But dude, yeah, it's funny because I didn't even tell anybody the story until they're like, oh yeah, dude, like him and Hans stayed up pretty late. Uh And I was like, oh, that makes way more sense. (laughs) Now, if anyone's out there listening, uh, you know, you, you are not the big G. I am. Yeah, my dad. My dad is technically the big G. Yeah. Who does Snyder think he's talking my to? My dad is technically the if big I, G. I have to stand in for my old pal, uh, Big G, Mister <laughs> Professor Gallerati here, and uh, just remind everyone that you know he's the real big G. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah. But dude, it was a reminder of all these like funny little jokes we all have. Like this guy's last name is Snyder, but at some point, someone decided it may have been me to pronounce it with a French accent, so everyone calls him Snyder. Oh. Which is like pretty funny. Yeah, that's just that's like funny. a funny little thing. Once he got into bed and got settled, did you guys say goodnight to each other? Not. No, I was already passed out. Yeah. But the next night, we talked and we didn't say goodnight. How about that? We, that's a callback to an old, very my, good oops segment. One of my segment. favorite segments we've ever done. Yeah, talking about whether or not you say goodnight to when your you friend. The night when with you spend a, the night. When we split a room with your buddy. With your guy friend, yeah. a hotel you say room, to bedroom, two beds, <laughs> you know, only a sliver of space separating you. Lights are out, intimate, quiet, yeah. cozy. Do you say goodnight to your buddy? Yeah, dude. It's too much. It's okay. Well, so we turn the air conditioner on just for the sake of like having a little bit of white noise. You need so that. that. Yeah, you really yeah, do. Um, so, dude, the other funny thing that happened. So you, we all know Brent. We all know and love Brent on the show. Love Brent. 
And Brent obviously is a man of sayings. And he says this one thing that I always thought was weird, but I was like, maybe it's just me being like unreasonable to think that this is weird. So I'm not going to put too much stock into it. He would always text me being like, I'm going to take rest. And I'm like, who the fuck says that? Like take. And then I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not feeling well. He'd be like, take rest. Wow. And I'm like, it's very solemn. I'm like, it's so weird, but okay, whatever. So we're all fast forward to the event. We're sitting outside at the house, you know, drinking some fucking claws, you know, standard procedure. And Brent stands up and goes, all right, I'm going to take rest. And without skipping a beat, all of the 10 people gathered around the fire start bursting out in laughter. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? <laughs> He's like, what? Take rest. Take rest. Standard. Standard. He always says that. Wait, too. Standard. Say, standard. Take a rest? No. Take rest. Take rest. And it was so validating. That everybody, it Laugh, made me feel yeah. like a better friend that I never like got on him for that. <laughs> I just let him rock saying take rest for the past three years or whatever. And meanwhile, everybody immediately went for his throat. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> he was like, well, just take a rest standard. I'm going to recuperate. <laughs> Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now and I said, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell, Anchor, Anchor. And then you'd say, go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running it's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. What a what was this event? Was this a bachelor party? It was a wedding. Oh. <laughs> oh, did you not want to say wedding? I was trying to not say we wedding. Talk wedding so much. <laughs> the, I've embraced it a little well, more, especially because the wedding itself wasn't the story I had to tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I could circumvent. I have to say though. Now that makes sense. I, I think splitting a house with 16 people at a wedding sounds really fun. Actually. And dude, the house was sick. There was a tennis court, ping pong table. Wow. Dude, I made like a couple hundred bucks playing ping pong. Which, by the way... I you've got some ping pong skills. I'm pretty good, yeah. yeah. I, by the, Anyone who played tennis. Okay, so good. there's two other guys there who also play tennis. I, you know, this is maybe me making a call out. I would still argue that I ping pong comes to me like... My hands were sort of always my strength as a yeah. tennis player. Mm -hmm. So I, it makes me even more kind of predisposed to being good at ping pong. Yeah. If you're actually good at ping pong, shout out Judah Friedlander. Oh my God. If you're doing like crazy shit, like he'll beat me more of the time. Like yeah. most of the time. We, we played. Remember that one time? Yeah, that was fun. That was actually yeah. really fun. We need to do that again. That was fun. Um, anyway. was the best I've ever played with. I didn't. I lost one game the we in this weekend at the... At the house. Out of how many? Uh, probably like 12 or 13. Wow, good for you. Yeah, I lost one. Um, how frustrating, by the way, two, two. is it when you're when you're playing a guy and you're beating him and you're beating him and you're beating him and he keeps saying one more, one more, and, he finally and then he finally him. beats you and then he puts his paddle down and he's like, all right, let's go get sandwiches. Yeah, that's frustrating, but I quickly remind myself that I'm like eight to one up and that him yeah, taking a they, set doesn't mean shit. They're ending on their high note. That's true, but that's why you need to play three out of five. Games I suppose to 11. that's true. That's that's true. Anyway, so I so Hans, who Hans and I have gone back and forth. I was I was smoking him a little bit, and I kind of like to give my friends double or nothing until they can win their money back. In theory, 
You right? guys are playing ping pong for money. I don't see that very often. Yeah. So I gave I gave him double or nothing, double or nothing, beat him both times. Finally, I'm like, all right, Joe, I'll give you 10 points and we'll do double or nothing again. Jesus. Expecting to win, he won. Great. Hans, back to zero. My other friend, Timbo, not so fortunate, uh, did double or nothing, double or nothing. Same thing, 10 points, double or nothing. Still got, still took him. He he was pretty juiced up. He had taken a couple games off me earlier. You know, we're, we're definitely a good match, but I happened to get the W's this night, right? Well, you beat him with a, you gave him a 10 point advantage? Yeah. And you beat him? We were drunk. I don't think that he, I don't think that I would maybe be able to if we were sober. Playing. Okay. All right. Um, and, and, you know, whatever. Maybe the paddle, like there's a lot of factors, right? I'm not trying to take away from him as a ping pong player. He's very good. But anyway, I went up kind of like a lot of money on him. And then the next day, I just kind of like felt bad and I just Venmoed to him back. Right? Like, isn't there, isn't there too much money where it's, it's like, no, you don't think so? No, I don't. And he said to me, he's like, dude, don't you fucking dare. He's like, we did that fair and square. I, I, but I had already not, sent it back to him. I, I do not like that. And I'm, dude, I'm not trying to virtue signal. No, no, Timbo no. Timbo talks a lot of shit. We fucking, he was telling me how you, what my ass if we played I've tennis. I've been in your position where I've taken money off friends and felt bad about it and wanted to give it back to them. And I've been in Tim's position. And I can say that at this point in my life, if I make a bet with somebody and I lose, if they try to let me off the hook, I feel, I feel patronized. Interesting. Interesting. By the way, this is the, the Tim who we're trying to get stake in the company which, by the way, it would have been funny if oh, I was like, so dude, can afford it. just give me half a percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. He can't, but I said, I did, I've sent it back to him. It's interesting. Um, it was like I, eight, because I think I, it was 80 bucks. I think we are at a, all right, so yeah, I mean, we're at a point now where we are, um, I think, aware enough of our financial realities to enter into wagers uh, that we should honor. Yeah, it's our decision. We know what we're betting. We know what what the outcomes could be. There, you know, I I also like to think that any bets that I'm actually taking on, I I have a firm belief that I will win. I'm not totally. making stupid bets. Totally, no, dude, to- totally. And then if, therefore, if I lose, I was wrong, and I I need to honor the bet. No, totally, totally, and. Yeah, you know, it's a good. Yeah, you're you're definitely right. I think that if he had control over whether or not I set hit the send Venmo button, he would have 100. percent Yeah, you know what I mean. No, I'm sure. I'm sure, and it's very nice of you. Let me let me give you my example of this. I was playing golf a week ago with three other guys, mm-hmm. and we set up a match, and it was me and a, a friend versus these two other guys. We crushed them on the front nine Mm -hmm. uh i was playing really well playing either to my handicap or better were you doing best ball or no yeah so like the better score of the two of you on the whole and um i mean i had i think i probably shot like 37 on the front sick with two birdies and we were playing against good players both both of guys that were like two handicaps i'm a 3.2 uh and my partner was like four and a half or something so he was getting a couple strokes uh, and so when we get to the turn after the front nine, uh, the guys are like, cause we beat them. We beat them on the front nine. It was a, it was like a 50, 50, hundred, so 50 front nine. Actually we were playing 25, 25, 50. And, um, the guys were like, we beat them. We beat them on the front and we beat them on the press. 
I don't know if this will make sense. What's the press? The press is where um, if you lose two holes in a row, oh, there's like a multiplier. You do an automatic double or nothing. Oh, cool. And so we were beating them pretty handily, and they they pressed, and then we won the press. Do you have to choose to press? We were playing auto presses. Okay, auto press. So <laughs> I like that. They went down. They were down like fifty bucks each on the front when we got to the turn, and then they said we're gonna double the bet for the back, and we were beating them pretty handily, and the amount of money wasn't crazy, so we were like, we we felt like we had. I my partner was like, yeah, absolutely, and I felt like I had to say yes even though I did not want to play for that much. Money. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I feel I, you on that. Up 50 bucks on the front. I don't want to lose more than 50 bu- bucks total at that point. And not to your point, you also don't want to start taking large amounts of money from your friends. You should theoretically be entering in what everybody seem, deems to be a fair situation. I don't really care about that. I don't care about them. <laughs> I don't care about them. But what, if I'm up money or down money... I do not want to increase the stakes such that all of a sudden right. it can get away it from hurts. me. Yeah. That's what to me protects me as a gambler. Yeah. Is that I don't think, oh, I'm hot. Let's raise yeah, the yeah, bet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, you know, we're crushing them. Yeah, we'll take, we'll do anything. Uh, you got to, to me, I keep my unit size roughly yeah. the same regardless of what's happening. And that just means I'm not going to lose a ton. I'm not going to win a ton. Right. Um, Dude, I have a running file of every, and it's categorized, of every type of gambling I've ever taken, partaken in, and what I'm up total. Really? All time, yeah. Yeah, like a modest amount, like a few hundred bucks or something. That's pretty impressive. I mean, to your point, though, it kind of just like keeps you accountable, and like increasing the unit size is like how you become a fucking degenerate gambler. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um... We get to the now we're playing on the back nine, and because they've raised the bet, it's in my head. Now there are real stakes. I don't want to be playing for this much money. I start playing terribly. I crumble. Oh, wow. Which was probably part of their intention. There was some real brinksmanship <laughs> going on on their part. We lose the back. We lose the press on the back. Wow. And we, I, you know, by the 15th hole, I'm missing like four foot putts, which I'd been draining no problem on the front nine. And my partner's. Oh, very aware of it, but he's not playing particularly well either. Oof. And so we're getting the boys getting, taking an L. Yeah, we're getting crushed. <laughs> and uh it's I'm miserable. I'm absolutely miserable. Yeah, it's it not takes fun when it's not the fun, fun out of it. I can't play well, I can't get back on track, I have no confidence. And um I tell I tell the caddy, like, you know, the reason that my game has gone to hell is because we raised the bet. It's in my head. I'm not somebody who likes to play for money. This this is freaking me out. You know, yada, yada. And I think the caddy subtly mentioned that to my partner. And then my partner on like the 17th hole was like, don't worry about the bet. I got it. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, dude, no. We end up losing the whole thing. At the end of the the round, uh, he's like, I got it. I got it. I'm like, no. I can't let you sponsor no, totally. a, a, a wager we lost that i willingly took on i could have spoken up totally and i didn't and i was just as much a part of it so you know it was only 75 dollars that we lost total and that's fine it's fine it sucks but it's fine um but the fact that he because i know that if he pays my bet 
our two opponents are going to know that he paid my bet. And all of a sudden, I'm this yeah. sponsored child yeah, yeah, that yeah, came yeah. along for the ride. And that's, I don't want that. I don't want totally. to be, I don't want word to get out that I don't honor my bet. Yeah, 100%. A Lannister always pays his <laughs> A Lannister always pays his debts. Well, Timbo, when you're back in town, let's hit spin for round two. You're going down. Mm. Francis, you're welcome to join. Now let's put I'd some fucking that. cash on it. Oh, boy. I'm not going to preempt this ad. I'm just going to tell you guys how much we love Brooklyn Roasting Company coffee. <laughs> I'm looking right at the camera, and I'm telling you right now, it's my favorite coffee. I rely on it. We rely on it. It's incredible. It's really good stuff. They have so many different blends, so many different beans. You should try them all. The best way to do that is by joining their Coffee of the Month Club. You should subscribe to that. They'll send you different tins. They're so well so well packaged. It's glorious. It's fun. You can use the tins as vases for flower bouquets if you want. Make it a nice little uh, colorful arrangement. Totally. It's in the, uh, the packaging is really pleasant to look at. Yeah. Not to mention your sex life will improve drastically. Yeah. And if you don't get that reference, that means you just started listening and go back. You should go back and listen Absolutely. to a few more. Absolutely. They have an incredible coffee peanut butter, which we die mm -hmm. for. Mm -hmm. Their mm -hmm. ooey gooey golly glop. If you use promo code OOPSBEANS today, you will get 5% off of your first order. Join the Coffee of the Month Club. Buy some different coffees to just try it out. Brooklynroasting.com, promo code OOPSBEANS. Start today. Email time. Ooh, please. Ooh, daddy. Ooh, baby. Okay, this is called Hinge Date Turned Sugar Daddy? Question mark. Mm. Hey there, big fan of the pod. Hoping to see Francis in Richmond at the end of the month. Oh, nice. That's tonight. Literally tonight. Thursday night is my first night. I'll be there from Thursday until Saturday. Come see us. Rich, sorry, come see me. Richmond, Virginia, Sandman Comedy Club. Tickets at FrancisSellis.com. Thank you so much. And she also said, hopefully both of you at a live show soon. Hopefully you've gotten tickets to that already mm, if you're coming mm -hmm. up to NY. Anyway, I'm in a bit of a pickle and I was hoping to get some advice from you guys. I moved to D.C. about a month ago and started using Hinge as a way to meet new people and explore the city. About a week or two uh, in, I got a message from a guy saying, I know this is spontaneous, but can I take you to a Tame Impala concert tomorrow? Oh, is that how you say that? I believe so, yeah. It's not Tame Impala? I believe it's Tame. I trust you guys. I wasn't really attracted to this guy, and he was a bit older. I'm 23, he's 33. But I loved Tame Impala, and he seemed nice and seemed like he wouldn't murder me and throw my body in the Potomac. <laughs> I messaged him with a little, I messaged with him a little bit, FaceTimed him, and then agreed to go to the, with him to the concert. I could already sense that he was super into me, and I was worried he'd try to make a move on me, but I decided a free Tame Impala concert was worth it. The guy ended up being incredible, oh, sorry, the concert ended up being incredible, and the guy was really nice, but I still wasn't attracted to him. We parted ways at the end of the concert, and I was, I was unsure of how I was feeling. The next day, he was texting me eagerly, and I knew I didn't want to lead him on any longer, so I told him I had fun but that I just wanted to be friends and would be down to hang out again if he was okay with that. Um, he told me he was totally fine with that because he just loved spending time with me. Mm. Fast forward a few weeks and he's taken me to a hockey game, a J. Cole concert, and has plans for future sports games and concerts. He bought me a hockey jersey, a football jersey, various dinners and drinks, makeup, flowers, and a diamond necklace. He even paid for part of my friend's tickets who joined us at the hockey game and bought them jerseys. He asked us to hang out. Uh, he asked to hang out with me almost every day, and I have to decline three out of the four things he invites me to. He texts me constantly, and although I only respond minimally, he still acts like I'm the greatest person to walk planet Earth. I've reminded him that I just want to be friends, but he continues to buy me things that I don't ask for. 
Although he's never actually made a move on me, I can tell he wants a romantic relationship with me and is in denial about the fact that I don't. Now he started to text my friends and even got upset when one of them didn't respond. Obviously, I defended her. As soon as I did, he backtracked because he didn't want me to be upset with him. Is it wrong of me to keep accepting these gifts if I know that nothing romantic will ever happen between us? Or am I doing nothing wrong because I've made it clear that I just want to be friends? Should I accept my fate as a sugar baby and continue mooching this situation until it all blows up in my face? I'm honestly a little unsure of what he would, uh, what he would do if I tried to end things. Any advice would be appreciated. Okay. You're not wrong uh, to keep accepting gifts because you know that it's not going anywhere. You're wrong to keep accepting gifts because this guy is losing his mind. Yeah. You're wrong to keep accepting gifts because this guy is getting worse. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, there's red, he, f- he there's red does flags. He does not understand that this is a sugar daddy situation. The the big red flag to me is him getting upset with her friend for not responding. Absolutely. Uh, because, dude, at the end of the day, like, what are you really getting? You don't want a fucking hockey. Who cares about a hockey jersey? The diamond necklace is the only sick thing I'm hearing. And who gives a shit about activities? Honestly, at the end of the day, J. Cole is great, but not if you have to hang out with some weirdo if, when you do it. If you're... If you're embracing this as a uh, a gifts from a benefactor to me in exchange for my time situation, you need to be very explicit about what the, the sort of boundaries are. Because this guy clearly thinks that he can buy his way into your pants. Yeah. And the second that you stop responding, watch how quickly you get a, a little appreciation for everything I've done for you would be forthcoming text. Don't fall for that shit. You've made it clear to him. Don't let him manipulate you. But you gotta. You probably gotta cut it off asap. No, I, I I wouldn't even necessarily say that she has to cut it off. I think that what she should do is she should tell him outright. Look, I want to be friends. I don't want. There's not going. There's no romantic future for us. That that's not going to happen. However, if you are on board with the way things currently are, and you can accept that this will never evolve into any kind of romantic situation, um, I'm willing to continue this, whatever yeah, this right. is. Accepting gifts. If she, if, it's look, just impossible. It's impossible. It's not going to work. Like, with how nice of a person she sounds like, like, that, he's going to keep giving her shit. But it's it's fine if he keeps giving her shit, as long as he doesn't think that it's just a matter of getting her the right thing that will change her mind about right. him. But what kind of situation is that? That's, but that's a, that's I, a sugar Every time you get situation. something, I told you, a sugar daddy situation is getting money in my, in my mind. I don't even think this is a real sugar daddy situation. Yeah, but okay. Let, this a is A diamond perks. necklace, necklace then it's not right. that hard to jump from that to right. pay my rent. for Paying month. my rent, different. We're, it's a new story. It's a new... Yeah, but that's my point, right? Yeah, yeah. So if, if he's buying her a diamond necklace... It's not unreasonable for her to think or for, you know, he, it's probably available for him to pay her rent or her credit card or, you know. It's a different thing, though. It goes from like him thinking he's being charming and sweeping her off her feet to now becoming this role player in her existence in a very practical sense. He pays her rent. So she's been, you know what I mean? OK, so maybe another it's a big thing, jump. It's a big another jump. thing she could do is she could make him aware that she is still seeing other people. Does that maybe, but then that's so that doesn't necessarily that almost makes him think that there's hope if she says it like that. Oh, I'm seeing other people but, still, but, but I'm but she could be like, I'm seeing this guy, he's really great. 
Uh, yeah, but they, I think I want like you can't go to concerts with them anymore if that's the case. Right? Why not? I mean, is, can she bring her boyfriend? <laughs> you know, I don't want my girlfriend going with some creep. To I shit. think I think it's like the the, the her mentioning the, a new guy or being very open about those things just further clarifies that she is not leading him on that she's not there's nothing she's seeing other people she's not interested in him yeah i i dude i I really think the easiest way to deal with it is to cut it off i mean besides the diamond necklace i don't none of that stuff sounds that cool do you know how fun it is to receive gifts yeah but like dude think uh, about christmas i'm fine imagine if it was christmas every day just because you were a hot chick if i got you stop that if i got a lebron james jersey i would immediately give it away if I got a basketball jersey. All right. So you need to direct him a little bit. Okay, so maybe okay, fine. So maybe maybe let's say she loves jerseys. I, I have a feeling she doesn't care that much about I don't them. think she cares about jerseys, but that's just because this guy doesn't understand what she wants yet. What if she was like, listen, the jerseys are nice, but you know what would be better? A Breville coffee maker. <laughs> a subscription to Brooklyn Roasting Company. <laughs> Tickets to Oops the Podcast. No, yeah, show. that's true. That's true. Things I care about. <sighs> It just, you know, he, it, I don't know. It sounds all too targeted. You're, you're right. Like it could search. She could definitely groom him to become more specific, more specific to what she needs. But you're a young girl. Go fucking meet, go, go out with a guy who you like. The world has changed. I guess you're right. The world has changed. We have normalized this, uh, this sort of c- commodity for company exchange society like relationship sugar daddy thing wasn't was not something that we knew about in pop culture 20 years ago 10 10 years 15 years ago i don't know and now you know we we've had we know people who totally embrace this totally and that's completely fine i just don't think that this is that this just sounds like this creepy abusive guy you think he's abusive yes because she responds to all of his texts wait till she stops He's given the friend shit for not responding and then walking it back. Oh, he can't control himself. If you're like on a sugar baby app, it's a different story. You're a pro. Like uh, I, a pro. <laughs> this girl is up against a lot with this guy. This is my point though. Why doesn't she just very clearly define the parameters of their relationship on a sugar daddy basis? Because she's never done this before. So like this is, she would have to, bring on a new sort of school of thought into her thinking in order to be able to handle this, which you could do. Go That's ahead. That's what I'm saying. Go ahead she and do should, it. She should try. I think it's not worth it, but I hear you. Let's see what we can squeeze out of this guy. I, I want to see. Maybe she, she can get gifts for us. No, listen. Hey, listen, I love the jerseys, <laughs> but you know, uh, could really use a new guitar. I've been thinking about getting into lessons or uh, flights for two to, you know, I'm in Yara. <laughs> Right. Under the names Francis and Sierra, you know, like, I don't know. Or Amangani. Yeah. Jackson Hole. Ooh. <laughs> Some Jackson Hole Diamond Cross Ranch t-shirts. How about that? Yeah. Let's see what she can get us. Yeah. Get us. Yeah. See what you can get us. That's funny. Dude, I don't know, man. This, this, this one, it's weird. I have strong feelings about this. I, I, have, I have no sympathy for this guy. I don't. I, I don't, don't either. Have, I have sympathy for the girl. I don't even, I, I'm not even, I wouldn't even say I have sympathy for her. I am championing her. 
dude, dude, it's I know, but it's like it's like one of those things where as you get older, you start to learn. Again, one of those sayings: "There's no such thing as a free ride" or whatever. That is such a real saying. Like, oh, don't worry about it. People are so generous and nice, and all of a sudden they now control you, and they know what they're doing. And like this guy is doing that, and this girl seems really nice, and she naively thinks that by reminding him that taking her to see fucking Robin Thicke live on ice, that fucking (laughs) that she's not going to want to bang him. She you know what I mean? Like this guy's taking her to everything under the Robin Thick on ice. <laughs> Can we make that happen? Picturing him singing blurred lines on figure skates. <laughs> um, but I do. I like that we have opposing uh, takes on this, and we'd love to hear some more sugar daddy, sugar baby stories, either gone well or gone wrong. Yeah, yeah. I I, I still feel like there's more to this that I want to. Yeah, dude, keep, keep and going. I apologize if people are tired of this topic. Keep ripping. But, so you just said um, that you, you you don't think she you don't think she knows what she's doing. She doesn't sound equipped to handle the situation. But that's why she, we that's why we we're can trying get her to there. equip her. Yeah, and and, and 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 um, I I just don't think it's that complicated. I think she can is as long as she is super honest which she has been then she's then she's covered her bases he's continuing to sink his claws deeper and deeper into her though why do you think he has the power i don't think he does she's she's like she's always replying to him why she says she replies to one out of four no she accepts to one out of four engagements but she's always replying it sounds like yeah but she wouldn't reply if she didn't want to i don't know if that's true i think she feels like she owes him a reply what what because of jerseys because of whatever bullshit this guy's buying her, jalapeno poppers and fucking <laughs> whatever's going, whatever she's buying her, dude. <laughs> whatever he's buying her, man. Oh, another another tray of home cooked jalapeno poppers. You just bought yourself fourteen replies. How thoughtful is that, Gouda? <laughs> How'd you get him inside? But dude, all I'm saying is I don't, I'm not that impressed by this guy's hustle yet. Like I, to me, the time has not yet come where she's like, okay, I can really benefit off this guy. Yeah, but he he might be biting. She might need to nudge him to the bigger gifts. It's a it's a gentle uh, sort of ascension of the of the gift ladder. It's like a it's like a an advent calendar. <laughs> <laughs> The chocolates just keep getting better and better as we get closer to Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Advent calendar. Oh my god, dude, that's too fucking funny. Oh man, I don't know, man. I really think I really think that as, as she can she can own this situation, and you know, it is it is scary. If you're if, not comfortable, if she's not comfortable, she should not. And then rip the cord. Yeah. Absolutely, we're not. Pu- yeah. Don't take our advice. We don't know what the fuck. We're not you. We're not a 23-year-old girl dealing with a 33-year-old man buying us stuff. We've never been there. Um, and he's only partially paying for her friend's tickets. That's all the, another thing. Oh, did that bother you? A little. <laughs> a little. Julio's annoyed that this guy's not spending more. This guy just doesn't ha- he, this guy doesn't have the cash. I think he does. He, I think he just thinks I think he thinks that he's Look, he is <laughs> He is a savvy, a savvy negotiator. Right. He's he's not blowing his load too early. Yeah, he's saying? like he's like, let me see if buying you, you know, this 
concert tickets does it no that didn't okay let's up the ante and he keeps so there's no no there's no telling what he'd be willing to spend and dude i'm gonna go out on a limb here though based on the spending that's occurred so far there's no shot that fucking diamond necklace came from graph dude <laughs> like <laughs> this is probably you know it's probably i bet it was like a hundred bucks you see think? if we can get a price tag on the diamond necklace take it to a pawn shop <laughs> flip it <laughs> flip it flip yeah. it um, um dude good stuff i yeah okay we'll put that to bed. i want to keep i want to keep tabs on that story though so let yeah, us know let how us that know goes I'm, I'm saying go for it see what you can squeeze out of them awesome uh, that's oops the podcast take us out of here dude. oops the podcast come to my live new york comedy festival show if you're in new york live stream it if you uh aren't going to be around it's november 9th 9 30 p.m links in my bio uh we hope you come to our oops live shows in new york city december 1st and december 7th city winery going to be a great time um and if you don't make it or if you don't get in there before they sell out we'll be back mm -hmm. we'll uh francis again. what else you got i got a sandman comedy club richmond virginia tonight tomorrow and saturday uh next week or actually november i think it's fifth to the seventh i'm in providence rhode island at the comedy connection i hope to see you guys there tickets at francisellis.com check our youtube we're putting out new content on there that uh is not just pod videos making some videos. It's going to be good stuff. Uh, we're excited about it. Uh, so get in there and check it out. Yeah. Oops, the podcast. We love you. Thank you. Bye.